10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <gasps> We're here. We are. We're live. Apparently. <laughs> Who's this bloke, Marty? He's, that's a guest of mine, Justin. So that's, that's just, that's just uh, Connell Tracy. Uh, we will be interviewing Connell uh, later on in the show. He's the inspiration and the man behind a brand new distillery. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was going to leave them hanging, but I forgot I've already typed it in and put it on the, <laughs> on the, on the thing. So it doesn't work. We're, we can't leave them in suspense. Uh, no. So make sure you say hello if you're watching. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, check in comment like and share we'll be able to see where you are what you're saying what you're thinking you can put your questions to, to connell uh later on on the show tonight as well and uh basically that's it so stick around uh connell we'll be speaking to you in about 15 minutes time then look forward to it guys stay there for me Super. now let me see uh what have you been doing this week then marty justin i went vegan for my dinner tonight i went vegan now i know this this is not something that you agree with on a sort of ethical basis. You don't agree with vegan. I ate tofu. Now, I know this greatly upsets you. And uh, if you ever if you ever gain power, you'll probably ban it. But hold on a minute, hold on a minute here. What do I what? say? What do I say? Connell, would you eat tofu? <laughs> well, I actually I had tofu last night. I I'm sorry we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> 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 oh boy, couldn't resist that. Couldn't resist that. Listen, listen. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show tonight, just comment, like, and share. Type it in the comments thing. Hit uh, send. We'll see it and put it on screen. Uh, we'll be talking to Carl Tracy from Scots Irish Distillery very, very shortly. Later on tonight. Yeah, yeah. So that was what I've been at today. Uh, the weather's been a bit funny down here. It was sunny and bright, and then really wet and sort of awful for a while. Okay, right. But, uh, Still got out, still got out, and I mean, got out and about. So yeah, okay, wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Well, wonderful stuff. Uh, Tullamore Dew, Red Breast, uh, and a Guinness. Yeah, well, we'll go back to that. We'll get to that in a wee bit. Now, we'll do the news, Justin. Now, figures released this week show that figures released by the Irish Whiskey Association and the Distilled Spirits Council of the US, or Discus as they're known, have shown that Irish whiskey sales last year topped $1.1 billion. Now, that's an incredible amount of money. That's a lot of dosh. That that's is a lot, lot a lot of dosh. Yes. Now, remember, there's more and more distilleries coming and more and more product coming, so it'll only go up. But since 2002, the super premium category of Irish whiskey has grown by 8,728%. <laughs> yeah. In less, wow. than 20, in less than 20 years, wow. that's grown. I mean, it's just it's absolutely staggering, really. Uh, Chris Swanger from Discus, the Distilled Spirits Council, described the growth as phenomenal. I, think, I don't think there's any argument with that. But the other way, uh, 270,000 casks made their way from the US over to Ireland. Wow. To, to come over. Now, 
I know there's lots of people, uh, environmentalists and stuff, are about cutting down trees and all that. This is a carbon capture way of doing things. The best way of capturing carbon is grow trees, get them to a certain point, cut them down and then plant new trees. Using wood is actually extremely environmentally friendly. So that's uh, the fact that this is a, a, a natural product being used in a, in a natural way. I, it's just a fabulous thing, fabulous thing. However, Chris Swanger of Discus highlighted, remember last week we talked about the tariffs being suspended for three months? Uh, we, did, months, we, months, did, we did, certainly indeed. And there was a, a picture of the deal between uh, America and the UK mm. about the tariffs being axed, yeah? Well, the EU still haven't lifted the, ta the tariffs on whiskey. With the prospect of them being put up, that's that's not the US, Justin. That guy is Indian. They're, they're a bit too far in front of yourself. Oh, am I? Yeah, yes. Now, the tariffs are are supposed to be going from twenty five percent to fifty percent in the the in the summer. So if that if that isn't resolved, I mean, the sales of, of American bourbons and stuff is just going to get absolutely hammered. So I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Now, because you jumped a bit forward there. It another... looks like the same picture. Look at that. How am I supposed to tell the difference between those pictures? There's well, one of the guys Ross... is Indian and the other one's she, Joe Biden. She's in the same dress. You think she would have a budget for a, a, a different dress? Yeah, you would probably you would have thought so, to be fair. But she's, she's on a business trip, Justin. She's traveling light. All know? right. So maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. I thought right. she had one of those big Air Force jets and she, she, she no, no. just no, lost no. off. No, no. Not the president, Justin. It's the oh, UK. Right. She could probably get a Ryanair flight. Okay. <laughs> you know, and she wasn't allowed to take any suit, any luggage with her. No. <laughs> <laughs> so now this is the UK's in trade talks with India to try and get free trade. Now, we've talked about this before. India charges 150% tax on imported spirits. Yes. Now, if they can get the, the that tax lifted, eased, then Wow, the, the the potential for Scotch whiskey in India is just unbelievable. But that's my point. It, when you read all of the literature about it, it keeps mentioning Scotch whiskey. Now, if it's only Scotch whiskey, then that's not great. What about the English distilleries, Bushmills, Dunvilles? The likes of the Scots Irish whiskey that's coming, the distillery that's going to be coming online, the gin producers. If it's only Scotch, then I don't think that's really all that fair. Well, I think they're bound to be, there's bound to be a way around that and a way that you could actually uh, sort of stick a Scottish flag on it, right? And, mm. and never let never let on. Never yeah, let why, on. Nobody'll ever know. But why should why should they? Why why should you know we keep talking about whiskey having this terroir that you know that has to have that sort of play, location and place. So I hope that, hope this isn't just them saying they want Scotch whiskies. I mean that should be Irish potchines that are made in, in Northern Ireland and so on and so forth. There's plenty of plenty of room for stuff there. Now to give you an idea how much this is supposed to be worth, they're talking that this could be worth a hundred billion dollar, hundred billion pound trade date. Oh, that's a lot it's, of do re mi, isn't it? It's an awful lot of do re mi, a huge amount. That, that's actually a hundred times what the first story was about, isn't it? Yes, it is. 
No, it's actually more than a hundred times because that's in pounds, yeah. and the other one was in dollars. So we obviously we use real money and, and <laughs> proper hard currency as opposed to Don't dollars. Saying that, I seen people from Texas on here, and they all oh. have guns. And somebody yep. else said good morning, so they must be in the states as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's usually me telling you to zip it. No, no. A couple of actually big releases this week. Uh, there was much excitement about the release of Breadbreast 10 year old. Now, it came, there, there's some talk about this for a while, but it dropped this week. Uh, 10 year old traditional pot still in Oloroso sherry and bourbon casks, uh, triple distilled. There's three different distillates aged between 10 and 15 years in it. And uh, it's to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Redbreast being reintroduced. Now, it's bottled at 51.9% and it has a run of around 7,000 bottles. We can hardly keep up with these new releases. They're, they're just happening all the time, but the, it was nice. I got myself, it was a hundred euro a bottle and I, I was able to log on, didn't have to be on the site crashing, didn't have to try and scramble like trying to get on. Air. Remember, it used to give you the Ryanair riot trying to get on to get a good seat. Yes, um, yes, yes. None of that. The website stayed stable all day. It sold out. The 7,000 bottles went, but it, the, it they had a nice enough, big enough release to, to, that meant that anybody that really wanted a bottle was going to get it. So it'll probably not end up being flipped. So it's uh, it's it's limited to about 7,000 bottles, roughly. That That's good news for the fans, really, then, isn't it? It really, well, it is. Because people people who want to drink these, it's it's good. Now, if people are, we talked last week to Anthony, if people have bought these as a little investment or they maybe, want, maybe they are going to flip them, I don't know. Um, you're probably not going to make a huge amount from it because it's, I mean, there's big, big run of it. So, yeah, uh, Billy Layton described it on the tasting notes that it, it had the nose of honeycomb cider, dried tobacco leaf, and on the tongue, it uh, pan and figs. So if Billy says it's like that, then that's what it'll be like. Lovely stuff. Another release coming this week, Teeling. This is a... A distillery exclusive, but you can buy it online because obviously we're not allowed to travel at the minute, uh, but you can buy it online. And this is 60 euro. It's a tailing finished in virgin Irish oak. Everybody's doing this oak stuff. What's this all about? Have you learned nothing? You have, to, the, do, you have to do it in oak. There must Every, have been a discount on oak. Everybody's doing these oaks. Because they you have know, to do Hungarian it. oak, American oak. You know? Yes. This is a year I've been doing this. <laughs> well, this, everybody does it. It's oak. It's, oh, you have to do it in Scotland. Over here, we can. We have a choice. We can do it in different woods. But oak, there's... I despair. I've been telling you this for a year. But Tealy is in Ireland. Twice a week now. Now we, right. do twi we do twice a week. We do the podcast now. And you still don't know about the whole oak. <laughs> no. So... As I say, this is this is a St Patrick's Day. This is a tradition that they've got now, where they they, they release something for for St Patrick's Day, um, and this is the one for twenty twenty one. So this is it says it's fresh coffee, uh, taste of caramel, vanilla, and the finish is very spicy with clove and black pepper. So that's quite nice. 
Lovely. That, that yeah. sounds lovely. I preferred the other one than when it said that there were some figs in it. Oh, I like I, figs. If, I, if I'm honest, I'd be looking forward more to the red breast than it would be necessarily for the tailing. That's just my personal uh, the, the opinion on that. But uh, I think the, the, the pot still spice and, and 10 years old. 10 year old probably be quite good. Lovely. 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 Now, remember we talked a while back about Tullamore doing promotions where they wanted people to change their name to O oh, McCartney or put an O in front of it and they would donate some money and all this if you're in the States? Yes. Well, <laughs> Tullamore Dew in California. Now, you have to be in California for this, but I thought it was quite funny. Tullamore Dew are offering a prize to one lucky winner that if your name's Jameson, if your surname is Jameson, and you change your name on all social media platforms to Tullamore. So say your name is Justin Jameson. If you change your name across all the thing to Justin Tullamore, you're only a chance of winning a prize, which is that you and two friends will go out to the Mojave Desert, or you and three friends, sorry, will go out to the Mojave Desert. And only two will come back. <laughs> only two, I'll be like, breaking back. I'll be like, breaking back. No, uh, <laughs> and you'll go to a, a socially distant pub called the Oh Everyone Bar. Uh, now it's only open to the people in in California. But I personally thought that was I thought it was pretty cool. You know, who do we know in California that we can ring? I, do, do, I wonder if there's anybody. David Hasselhoff. Well, know him? Yeah, I know him well. What about? Uh, is there anybody in California called Tullamore that's their real name? What do they no, do then? They have to be. They have to. Well, if they're called Tullamore. They could, I don't know, change it to Jameson and, and hope Irish distillers give them something. Your sounds went? No, it hasn't. Nope. Oh, right. Then you were just moving your mouth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, if you're in California, I would I would say they wouldn't do a huge amount of checking. So if you just change it to Jimmy Tullamore, I think you might be on a chance of winning the prize. Okay, I, I, I don't know how he comes up with these marketing things, but yeah, I don't cool, think, but I cool. don't know. I I think they would. I think they wouldn't like that here. The the competition people. If you tried to do that in the radio, I think you get told off. Aye, but what is it? Yeah. What, what does it cost to change your name by Depot here? A couple of hundred quid, or is it twenty quid? I can't remember. No, I think it's a couple of hundred. I think it's yeah. a couple of hundred. It's not, weird. it's not terribly pricey anyway. I know that. That's a that's a weird one. A, a weird one indeed. Uh, so, do I have any more competitions? No. No. What we have, what we have, is another environmental story because I like this. Um, I anybody who knows me knows I like birds. Okay. As All a right. I would sing that eel song, you know, because I like do 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 birds. But you'd, I was, be, I can't you'd be telling me you like Oberon's next, and you're uh, a, and you're a twitcher from the North America. Uh, no, no, no. I, I I like birds. I do. I record every day. Duckle vision. <laughs> I can feed the wee ducks every day and then I post it on Instagram and I have you, a good healthy following. You you do know that Sir Morris O'Connell thought you were pulling his leg when you, you said you were way down to feed the ducks and I actually had to tell no. him that you really were down to feed the ducks. No, I go feed the... Rain, hail, sleet or snow, I get down and feed my wee ducks. I find them oh. therapeutic. Now, getting back to the news. This is Project Abernathy. Now, it's a collaboration between Famous Grouse obviously the whiskey, and the RSPB, which is the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. I keep wanting to say for the prevention of birds, but that's a totally different thing. No, it's the, for the protection of birds. 
Now, the brand is going to fund a three-year project which aims to restore the natural landscape to 300 hectares near Abernathy, near Perth, in Scotland, obviously. Now, through the regeneration of the environment, the project helps hopes to increase the biodiversity of the 5,000 species in and around the area, including the black grouse. Now, back in 2008, grouse, which is owned by Edrington, which is the big, uh, owns Macallan and whatnot, uh, funded a programme that saw grouse numbers raised by 30% uh, across across Scotland. So a real success story, and I really think that these kind of things are, are really good uh, projects. I, I like this kind of thing. Well, I think you have to uh, err on the side of caution when it comes to environmental things and, well, you know, it's prudent to be uh, environmentally friendly, I would say. Yeah, well, the thing about it is anything that improves the environment and, and helps helps sort of natural recovery and try, try and keep things pretty. Because here's the thing, I keep saying this, it's only industry that's ever going to fix the, the environmental problems. It really only is, because all you have to do is look at the litter on the street. People, people don't throw litter quite commonly. You see loads of it. So if they can't care about their environment on that small sort of micro level, some sort of existential idea about climate change and, and, and you know, that, that kind of thing, they're just not going to, they're not going to do anything. So it has to be no. business that really has to do. You know, so anyway, run over. Not De definitely, definitely, definitely does. Now, I, I don't like uh, revisiting these things again, uh, but... Uh, Oh, we've another story to do before we, we get We do there. have another story. We, we do. I forgot See, about that. Justin, calm down. Calm down. It's nearly, it's nearly 17 minutes past. And, I know. And, and Carl's waiting there. We're plenty of time. All right. Calm down. There we go. You're running away with yourself. You keep jumping in front of me. Now, last, last story, Justin. Uh, it's the appointment of Deirdre O'Carroll to be in a blender down at Middleton for Irish distillers. She'll be working alongside Billy Layton to manage stock, marrying together spirits to, to continue the core range and innovate new ones, etc. Her background is in food science uh, from the University of Cork, and she has a diploma in distilling from the Institute of Brewer and Distilling. She was a bond supervisor down there, so the filling and emptying of casks, etc., etc., a lot of these people seem to be sort of not from the arty side of whiskey, but from the scientific side of whiskey now. Well, even this, even the arty side of it that I keep talking about, the blending, I keep saying that it's sort of the blended. You have to have a sort of scientific background to it, you know? <laughs> Justin's on a roll. He's always on a roll. <laughs> I know, if he, he couldn't be on cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's either good cup or bad cup. I can't remember. <laughs> Which one, am, which one am I? I, I, I want to be know. Dennis Waterman to your uh, John Thaw. Uh, well, as long as we can drive a Ford Capri. Like yeah, that. I always fancied one of them. I always fancied never, one. Never, never, ever had one. Never, ever had one. Terry McCann had one in Minder, which was, I always <laughs> thought was cool. Anyway, now, Deirdre, Billy Layton, I gave mention of Billy. Billy Layton said that Deirdre is a shining example of what success looks like. Now, I... Well, just to hold my hand up, when I did the Irish Whiskey Academy course, Deirdre was one of the, the tutors there, and she was what do you very, sign up? <laughs> very well versed in her in what she was talking about, very friendly, quite funny, uh, 
engaging and interesting uh, and, and inquisitive about what your background was. She was in front, and she was absolutely, she was really, really good. And also, she liked rabbits. Now, I told her that on Raffin Island, they have golden hairs on Raffin Island. Okay. <laughs> now, they have golden hairs on Raffin Island. Blue-eyed. Golden yeah. hairs. And she doesn't believe me. So okay. am, I, am I telling the truth or not, Justin? You're, I've actually done that interview with a guy from the Daily Telegraph about the March hers, which is a true thing, believe it or not. Oh, I, I, ha I it. have done that to, to you. I think I did her course in the same week. I won't tell you how many years ago. It was on a radio station that could be heard down at Connellsway, mid-FM, about 2003-2004. Uh, it's probably on a podcast somewhere. If you if you Google my name, you'll find it. Yeah. Anyway. It's always uh, there. Now, listen, we'll have to apologize. If you're real Irish or fake Irish, we have to apologize. Please look away now. Do not look at the screen. No, I mean this. I mean this because we have to revisit this. Okay? We have to revisit this because we've, we've had plenty of discussion. Right. Just before we go in, this is a real pint of Guinness. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. what a real pint of Guinness looks like, folks. Okay. Yeah. Go on ahead. Show the photo again, Justin. No, no, I don't want, I don't want to. Go on ahead. Go on. All right, now you be prepared now. Are you ready? That's the real pint of Guinness. And this is <laughs> this a, is a fake Coke. pint of Guinness, yes. It's it's just I it's just for us pathetic. Now now we have we haven't made this up, by the way. No. People think we've made this up. This is no, a real this, picture. This is on the North Texas Irish Festivals uh page. <laughs> they're they're advising us of what to eat and drink for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> this is their, this is the pint of Guinness. Yeah, I know we did this last week, but it's worth revisiting because it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ooh. I know, I know. But there you go. Uh, right. So that that is true. So if anybody knows them in Texas, I do apologise because they've all got guns. <laughs> but Marty says that the Guinness looks nothing like Guinness. Yeah, uh, actually, Sean Sean McLaren has a, a has a thing there. It actually looks like Pepsi. Uh, it, it's a cola. Other colas are available other than Coke. Um, that could be Pepsi, could be Virgin Cola, Panda Cola, but it, one thing it most certainly isn't is Guinness. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, Graham Horner has uh, yeah. sum, summed it up. Oh Christ! Uh, yep. And I, and I'm going to say what, what we think of it. All right, I'm going to say what we think of it. There we go. That's what we think. Uh, yes, and, and that's and pretty that, short, Guinness. That's not short. Just yeah, it's shot. It's shot. It's his shot, oh. Guinness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It does. Well, I guess in honour of our good friends over there, I'm going to have something a bit different tonight. I'm going to have a a Texas bourbon. Okay. Ooh, that looks lovely. Yes. It is lovely. This is this is a Mullen and Green Green Mullen and Green bourbon. So I'm going to have one of these. Now you know I don't normally drink bourbon, but I thought in order to show that not everything from Texas is a bit ropey, this and uh, because you keep saying everybody in Texas is armed and dangerous. And they're not. Not too, not too many guns, Justin. No, 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 no. There you go. Uh, it, it needs virgin oak. There you go. Uh, prob probably uh, call it Paddy's Day. Paddy's Day as well. Not Paddy's yeah. Day. Do they in the States? Pa All right. They do. Uh, You've heard them say this. St. Paddy's Day. I don't know what and, that's all about. And, and there's Mark saying he got Guinness poured in England like lager. Uh, uh, yes, I, I got one in, in Portugal. <laughs> I said, I'm not drinking that. 
She said, oh, well, you have to pay for it. I said, really, really don't, because it was literally just top. I wasn't even topped up. Random. And, it was and it's, it's no Smack Cola. You remember Smack Cola that they made in, 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 in the do, thing? You know? I do. I remember. Did, <laughs> was that not the one that had, uh, they also had the blue bubble gum? You know the one. I I yeah. think that I think they maybe did. Well, listen, I think it's about time we spoke to our guest because uh, we're gonna keep them waiting long enough. Yeah. Uh, oh, just one wee one wee quick thing before we go on. Uh, Irish whiskey auction started last night. So remember we we're talking about it last week. So Anthony was telling us there's a new um, uh, a, a, a new whiskey auction. So if you want to go and check out, if you haven't ever used the whiskey auction, go and check it out. Because uh, I think everybody was well impressed by his knowledge and stuff last week. They were indeed. As a matter of fact, it's, it's one of our biggest Instagram posts. I think it hit 240 uh, likes on Instagram or 249 likes on Instagram. So mm. here we go. Uh, we're getting the three-minute countdown. Here he is, uh, the man himself. Hello. Carl, what, what did you think of that show tonight? Was it <laughs> were, were we nice to people tonight? You were very nice to people. You are about mixing up your cops and your cars, I think. Did John Thor not drive a Granada? And it was Bodie and Doyle in the Capri. I think you might Bo be right. The <laughs> professionals in the Capri. Uh, yes. Well, yes. You see, to be honest, I was much more a minder man. I watched Terry oh, McCann. You're giving away your age now. Uh, listen, I only, wa <laughs> I only watch about four things on TV. Only Fools and Horses, <laughs> Deadwood, <laughs> Deadwood, <laughs> Minder, and... Uh, and, and the chase that's about it that's pretty much all i ever watch on tv <laughs> and i'm serious i'm actually serious yeah well uh you've broke ground in the distillery then yes uh that happened next week after quite a long journey but um it, it's finally happened we finally got the go-ahead after all your lovely Northern Irish red tape that you embroiled us in for four and a half years. <laughs> yeah, Here, the, red, the red tape's only going to get worse, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes, very much so, actually, yes. Um, but um, yeah. It's one of those things, if, if, if you'd have known what you were getting into and started, left your job and started a distillery, you'd be bust by now. But um, yeah, you, you just got to persevere with these things. But, yeah. Um, now, give us a little bit on where the inspiration comes from, or the story behind it, and, and how, how it came about? Um, well, it, it, it was part of the, the, really the Celtic Tiger, or, or the, <laughs> the Celtic Fall. Um, uh, so basically, this piece of land came up for sale, Scott's, Scott's Farm, uh, which is a place that I would have went fishing as a kid, actually. It's got a really, if anyone's into trout fishing, it's got a great um, fishing place on it. Um, and it had been bought by a developer in the boom for gazillions. Um, <laughs> and then he crashed and burned and the banks took it over. And then we bought it off the banks for pennies in the pond. Um, but then what do you do with it? It was zoned for 80 houses, but in a little tiny village of Garrison, you'd be lucky to get eight people to come, never mind 80. So, um, you know, there was no demand for the housing. So we, we, we need to find another use for it. And um, then we saw Joe down the road. I'll say hi to Boatyard Distillery. Um, if you had him in your show, I don't know. Um, he yeah. was opening the, the boatyard. And uh, so he said, oh, this is interesting. Um, and then I jumped in a plane to Inverness and uh, <laughs> went around a few distilleries in, in, in Scotland and, and went to Foresights, uh, the um, stillmakers. Uh, still and uh, I found the industry phenomenally open and um, they gave me you know, fantastic information of what was going on and everything else. 
Um, and we kind of put together a, a business plan at that stage. Said, right, we're going to open a, a distillery. Um, <laughs> And that's when all the trouble started. So uh... <laughs> I, I, I always think I always think whenever people are putting together a business plan for a distillery, it makes zero sense from day one. You know, that's it's like, how long do you have to wait? <laughs> you know, it's it's a huge undertaking. I don't think people sometimes appreciate the investment that it takes to make whiskey. No, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, you know, even though this site was zoned, so, it, you know, it wasn't Greenbelt land or Virgin land or whatever else. So um, we still had to go through major issues. Well, one environmental, because where it is, the water flows into Loch Melvin, which is an area of special scientific interest. Be- so beautiful place, it, this. Beautiful place. It's very nice, yes. So we're not allowed to pollute the waters with our whiskey. Um, <laughs> So those guys went nuts, first of all, saying, oh, you're going to be releasing all kinds of stuff into our into our lake. No, we're not. We're not. Anyway, so uh, we, we, we had to find solutions to all, all, all that. And then we had roads issue problems. We had a tiny little bridge um, at the bottom of the road that needed to be moved. And this took forever. But we, we've got now. We've got there now. So uh, we've broke ground. And uh, buildings commenced. And um, by the end of May, we'll have we'll have the warehouse in the building. Um, and we start with our blended product, um, which our sommelier John Donnelly has created for us. And then we will install the um, the kit for the distillery and start on the, on our single malt. Excellent. Now, when do you get? Obviously, obviously, you're getting your stills from four four sides. Um, what all will you be making? Will you be just making whiskey, or what other range of products do you plan to make, or? Well, uh, whiskey, and we're also uh, going to produce a hard seltzer or a range of hard seltzers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that 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 uh, that's a name that we got from uh, Coca Cola. Thank you for them. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> they have innocent, and our hard seltzers are guilty. <laughs> uh, so, we, we have a guilty range of hard seltzers, and we're going Excellent. to. Ta- Tap, tap our foot in the, into that market. Um, as you probably know, it's massive in the States currently. It uh, is. It's, it's starting to come here, but it's, it's been slower. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Now, you, you told me that the ground that you've, you're building this distillery on is a little bit special. Um, why is that? Well, uh, local uh, folklore has it that this this was the uh, land of well, it was the land of the Scott family, but that uh, of one Angus Scott, um, who was a quite uh, an acclaimed potching producer in the area in the uh, 1700s, and uh, the story goes he was caught by the local excise man. Um, he did a runner. Jumped on a ship in, I think it was Slago, and sailed off to the States. And uh, there he became a bourbon distilling uh, millionaire. Um, hence the bourbon. Hence the bourbon. <laughs> no, uh, there, was, I think there, was, there was a lot of people did this. You know, there's a lot of people left, left this, part of the, this part of Ireland and went across to the States. And re- they really were the, the sort of formation of the whole uh, uh, American whiskey industry, really, they were the sort of the, the, the genesis of it all. Very much so, and uh, perhaps, well, perhaps the most famous um, guy from Fermanagh to go to America around, well, that was eighteen, about eighteen fifteen, eighteen twenty, was Mister Gamble. Mm. Um, and what did Mister Gamble produce? I know, I know, I know. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Who did he meet first of all? That'll give people a. Clue. He met 
I think it was Doctor Proctor, was it? Yeah, and Proctor and they Megan. and they used the alum paste for toothpaste. Yes, yes, and the yes. original factory, I think, is still just outside Castle Blaney here as well. Yeah. Uh, so yes, he 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 lived uh, near uh, Monet um, outside Enniskillen. He was actually a Patora old boy, uh, along with Oscar Wilde and the Duke of Westminster. And uh, so okay. he sailed off for America, and uh, he 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 created uh, Proctor and Gamble. Yeah, you know. there you go. There, there you go. Do, do they own any alcohol brands, Procter and Gamble? Do they? Not yet, but we're looking to sell them one in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, ha- so- hello, Hargreaves Land. <laughs> yeah, buy me, buy me, Procter and Gamble. <laughs> no, uh, so the area has obviously the heritage coming to it. You have the scenic. Loch Melvin uh, and a bit anyone who's never been down the Fermanagh Lakes, they are they're just the most beautiful place. They really are. Can I come down and have a go on that wee digger? It looks great, fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Well, there's a bigger digger there at the minute. So you can go on that as well. No, no, Choi- trust me. <laughs> trust me, you don't want to let him near anything like that. I've seen him trying to put food on a plate, and that's a, that's a disaster. <laughs> But you're, you're right in terms of the beauty. I mean, it, it's absolutely stunning. So the, the front of the distillery looks over Loch Melvin and uh, the, the Leitrim Mountains. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the back of the distillery is Scott's Waterfall, uh, which, which is quite nice as well. So it, it's in a really stunning location, which makes it very good for a whiskey distillery, actually, and, and tourists and tours and that type of thing, which we'll be developing as time goes by. Yeah, well, the, uh, the area down there, uh, in some ways, is a... It's nowhere near as congested as somewhere like the Lake District in England or even, even the north coast in, in Antrim. So, I mean, it's perfect for people to come and to come down and stay and have a have a, a holiday when we're allowed to go on holiday. Yeah, it's like it's like my I funny my brother actually lives in the Lake District, but it's like the Lake District without the people. So you've got the same scenery and lakes and everything else, but yeah, a tenth of the people, I would say. Which we can actually are... show people what it looks like. I'll put it in screen here so as they can actually see what that oh, looks yes, like. Oh yes, yes, yes. Is that more or less the view from the? That dist- is the view from the distillery. Yes. Wow, yeah. not beautiful, wow. not beautiful. Now, as you may have gathered, I I like a good environmental story. Now, I believe that you're doing something environmental yourself. Um, we are, tell us, yes. Tell us yeah. Um, but it's just funny, guys. I think you must have been reading my CV because I, I don't know if you know, but my background before I got into whiskey was in the timber industry. Mm. Um, so uh, I saw all those timber references before. And, and one thing I would point <laughs> out is timber is one of the, is the most environmental product mm-hmm. that you can get because it regrows. So you cut it down, but you replant it and you get another crop. Uh, so. But in terms of environmentals with the distillery, yes. Uh, so we, we've uh, planted a whole lot of native Irish trees. We've got oak, um, Scots pine, ash, willow, holly, uh, blackthorn, actually, as well. Um, mm-hmm. We make some blackthorn cas- casks, maybe. Um, and uh, that, that, that's to upset the, offset the carbon footprint of the uh, distillery build. And then we're looking uh, in the future, uh, once we've secured planning for, for it, to put in a water wheel that will power the distillery as well, or part, part of it. Um, right. This is the thing that I think is absolutely fantastic, because yeah. I actually had a, a gentleman on tour once, and he said to me, uh, c- can you tell me where I get the bus to the mool? And I went, what? What mool? What mool? And, and he was German. And, and I said, 
you, you mean the windmill at, at Ballycropeland? And he says, no, the water wheel at uh, Newton Ards. There's a water wheel at Newton Ards, but you, you must be uh, one of the... Well, actually, I've been to somebody else's a water wheel with electricity. That that Retchen mill that does the uh, the uh, linen... Uh, Yes, outside Lisburn. He 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 gets electricity from that, Marty, doesn't he? I think he does. He does. I don't yeah. know. I can't remember, mate. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think he does. But that is an incredible feat. Yeah. I mean, it, that that's not going to be cheap, Connell, is it? No, it's not going to be cheap. And, and uh, obviously, with various environmental um, issues to jump through, but uh, you know, with fish and things like that. But they they found a system they reckon we we, we can get. In, in fact, um, the, the previous. Um, owner of the site um hammy scott he ran a sawmill on the site driven by a water wheel um in in the 1940s 1950s well there was there was a place up here at glenno that was driven like that uh in my lifetime in the last 20 years before they they (laughs) they moved to new premises yes at a place called glenno that 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 is fantastic and there's a water not only will it be environmentally friendly it'll be beautiful to look at too uh, I see Mark Kerr has brought up that Kilbegan have a, a water a water wheel down there, but theirs doesn't actually produce anything. It's, more, it's just for decoration. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, it's it's lovely. Now, when are are you 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 said you're going to bring out a blended whiskey? And what what's that, and when can we expect that? The blended whiskey we launched June, um, and that is a tribute to the Scots Irish. So what we've created is a bit, a bit of peated uh, malt. Uh, so you get the Scottish influence, mm-hmm. uh, the Irish, and then uh, it's got a bit of corn in it. So we get the bourbon. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's the kind of the journey of Angus Scott and the Scots Irish from Scotland to Ireland to America. Yeah, um, I, I think the history of the Scots Irish is is really sort of starting to come back a little bit now because people are doing their family tree. And sometimes they sometimes they trace their family back to Ireland, and then they find out, well, I'm Scottish, Irish, and they think it means their grannies from from Perth and their their you know their their granda came from uh, Buckna and in, in County Antrim, you know. But then they find out, you no, know, hang on, that's actually there's a bit a bit of a richer history to the whole thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing the journey they had, and and they are really the people who built America. And as you said, they were yeah, very absolutely. influential in the initial American distillation uh, mm-hmm. industry. Yeah, and and I think it's it's a bit of a sort of lost lost history, and I, I always like to try and promote it any time I can. Uh, now, one of the key things that you're going to be relying on, obviously, is the tourism aspect. Um, I, I, you've mentioned that already. Now, what is your plans for that um in terms of have you experiences lined up or how how are you thinking of getting that sort of well we're, we're, we're very well located so we're only five miles down the road from the world famous balik pottery uh and that is a very good tourist business already particularly from mm-hmm. the states and stuff um so we we can tap into the kind of slipstream from that we're not far from the old wild atlantic way Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, we've got that going for us as well and then we're building a series of uh, of walks and tours uh, on the site and we hope to be putting in uh, pods where you can come and stay on the site um, and we combine that with a tour of the waterfall and the distillery Brilliant, brilliant I mean it sounds absolutely ideal, beautiful location uh, 
like to say, you, the fishing aspects and stuff of it as well. I mean, just it's just a beautiful place. It really is. Um, now, are you planning on doing any the likes of potching or pot stills, or is it just going to be single malt? No, it's just going to be single malt. Uh, I think um, I, I, we've researched potching, but it, I mean, it's it's really funny because it's got such a reputation, but yeah. it hasn't really taken off as it should. For I, I don't understand why. Uh, you know, given its connotations with um, kind of on the edge and lawlessness mm -hmm. and history and the past, uh, it, it's not something that's really ignited in 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 the spirits world yet. No. I don't think it's come yet, but I, th I I think it's got it's got a potential a potentiality that that you could see it taking off in, in a way that I think whiskey, whiskey sometimes has it's a lot of competition and getting more and more competitive, uh, and and potching's a slightly different animal and and it's also a lot cheaper as well. Um, What's with these co colours and flavours here? Ginger, lime, and strawberry, Connell. Well, these are the hard seltzers. So, um, so we've got a you've got an alcohol base. So you've got an APV of about four between four and six percent, and then we're mixing it with so-called healthy um, stuff. So just ask for you. <laughs> so you know you can have one of your vitamin C drink, uh, your five a day uh, with with the strawberry there in the morning. Right. And then follow it off with the lime in the afternoon and uh, the ginger and the ginseng to perk you up in the evening and uh, you're set for the day. Is the concept <laughs> for this a bit like the flavoured buckfast that you get down uh, Port of Down, Lurgan, Craig Avon way? Uh, uh, yeah, just a slight, slightly more upmarket, but not a lot, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no because, because Mar Marty will tell you, I, I actually like cocktails and lime and ginger is something that I would put in a, in a, in a drink, you know. Uh, vodka, ginger ale, lime, even whiskey, ginger and lime, I, I would do as well, you know. And actually, mm -hmm. so I think we were talking with somebody else from one of the distillers, and they said uh, Club Orange, and it actually works fantastically well with uh, a drop of whiskey. So, I, I mean, it, it works great with gin as well. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. That is, that is, that is good. I, I like that. I like those combinations. Good. Yeah, so th this is the kind of well, it's so-called healthy um, uh, mixes with, with your with your alcohol as well, uh, and this is where you can be guilty. <laughs> you can be guilty and still 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 get your five a day. One of your still, five a day. Still get still get one liquid one form. Yeah. Now we've a, we've a couple of questions in tonight already. Uh, if you want to uh, pose a question, type it in, hit send. Connell will be able to answer it for you. Linda Cox, so. a lady after my own heart, is saying. Uh, <laughs> Any chance of your product coming to Canada? Yes. Uh, we're currently in negotiations with a U.S. Uh, distributor who, who will be handling all of the Americas, so Canada, America, and, and South America. And we hope to finalize that deal by August. So with a bit of luck, uh, 2022, we, we will be in Canada. Wow, that's not too far. Not and obviously, the Scots Irish have a great, as well as America, a lot of them oh. went to Canada as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So they've they've a great history in Canada. Yeah, yeah well, put it like this, my my beloved Balamina, um, the, where I'm from, uh, that's where that's where Timothy Eaton of Eaton's uh, department stores. He he came from Balamina. That's where he was from. So anybody anybody in Canada who knows of Eaton's, you know, that, he came from my hometown. But uh, he. Uh, 
and you used to be able to walk into an Eaton's department store, say you were from Ballymena, and you'd get a job instantly in, in Canada. Yeah. And that's that's actually true. That is true because he can be, buy being a Ballymena man, you might get a one percent discount. <laughs> <laughs> that's not enough for Ballymena men. Ballymena men. Hey, <laughs> hey, just I, you said that the, the cocktail, the cocktail market. Justin, whenever Justin says he likes a cocktail, he really likes a cocktails. You know, he likes a flamboyant cocktails. Uh, so, do you see an expansion of your range, or, or the, the 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 hard seltzers? Uh, are you aiming for that kind of lighter, uh, more uh, mixable style of whiskey as well? Is that is that kind of a carry on theme, or do you want is it a more Heavy whiskey, you're going to go for. It. No, what style? No, it, it, no our, our whiskey style. I mean, the two the two products are are, are somewhat separate. Um, um, so the hard seltzers come in because we researched the market, and this is a major trend in the states, and mm -hmm. we think it's going to be big big trend here as well. The the whiskey we're going very much for that kind of uh, um, a mixture between bourbon and and uh, Irish and Scotch. So it, it's lighter style because we're looking at a much younger drinker. Um, and the feminine market as well. The and, and the feminine market. Because yeah. what we think is, look, you guys will like your art bags and whatever else. And we, we'll never change you. You might, you might buy one bottle to try it and put it on the shelf. But you're going to go back to your trusted favorite. And, and most whiskey drinkers are like that. They, they found something they like uh, or older whiskey drinkers. And, and they tend to stick with it. So it's very difficult to get them to change. So if we can introduce the product to a younger market, we, we can grow that with them so that we become yeah. their first whiskey of choice. Mm -hmm. Now, where, where you are, uh, the, the, there's a bit of originality coming on for whiskey as well, a little bit further over into Donegal and, and that kind of, there's all these nice new distilleries and they're all, they're all getting this for this reputation. I like the fact that you've said there's a little bit of peat because I think Peter Irish whiskies work really well. Uh, our friends down at the Silky, for example, but a little bit of peat always goes goes well, you know. Um, so that's yeah, that's a nice thing. That that's coming in now. I I, I think um, uh, Brian at Great Northern, because he's been a Scotsman, um, has brought that in as such uh, mm -hmm. in terms of the peated stuff, and and you're now seeing that introduced much more into Irish whiskey. But I suppose in the past. You know the old stills would have all of it peated because they would have been, you know, they would have been fired by peat or whatever else. And yep. For some reason, we've lost that in Ireland um, over time. Yeah. Well, we have one coming up very shortly, and it's direct heat fire, isn't it, Marty? Yeah, it's another. That's a direct heat fired still. Now, um, which is quite uh, very rare these days because it doesn't make an awful lot of sense. Now, your stills that you're getting from four sites are are we going to be triple distilled, double distilled? Um, no, triple distilled. Triple distilled. Yeah. And what style of still are you going for? Is it big, tall, uh, long neck? What? Well, it's the big, the big pot still in this one neck. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the traditional um, setup as such. And are you are you going to be doing uh, column still distillation as well? The green down the road. Yes. Uh, so that would be stage four. We we're looking to put in a column still. And when do you expect to have the stills up and running? So the still should be up and running by, I would think, December 2022. Uh, and we'll start to still our first batches then. Brilliant. 
but we're getting some really uh, intelligent marketing questions here from Adele McCaffrey. She, <laughs> she's, she's asked uh, three good questions. How's it going with Brexit? Yes, we're we're all starving to death. It's really bad. <laughs> uh, we're starving to death. Uh, send send money. Send money. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash Irish whiskey. Send money, that'll help. <laughs> um, uh, and she's also asking, have you got a brand proposition in place? Oh, oh. I, I, oh I do like this. I do like this. She's, she's, getting, she's getting into the branding. Uh, well, our branding is, as it says on the tin, um, Scots Irish. So that, that, that gives us a massive market to, to target. Yeah, uh, and then when we look at the female market and the younger drinkers as well, so those are the segments that we'll be uh, concentrating on, and that's going to be backed up with uh, a series of online uh, funny videos, kind of one minute, one minute slots. Uh, oh, I love this! So yeah. you're really hitting the awareness. You're really going for the sales leads. You're really going for the leadership of the brand. You're really going for the brand values, and you're seeking brand ambassadors, aren't you? Then, by the sound of it. We are seeking brand ambassadors. Yes, we 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 are talking to three specific <laughs> individuals at the minute um, <laughs> about that role. And uh, again, they're younger um, people, and uh, hopefully, the first of those should come to fruition. Within We're the losing the signal. Ah, I love it, I love it, I love it, love it. Uh, yes, uh, listen, we're getting more and more questions. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe run over tonight if you can stick with us, Connell, because we're, we're coming up in the hour in 10 minutes' time. We've get, got asked, Ed, Edel's uh, asking about the global market. You've already said you've got distribution things in place in North America, so I imagine that's all sorted. But uh, Graham Horner saying, Peated Whiskey is making a comeback here, thankfully. Uh, and Trevor Watson, who, who I think is down your way in Fermanagh, is asking, how large are the stills? What's the capacity? Because uh, Well, basically, our initial capacity will be about 400,000 bottles per annum. Um, and then we can expand from that point. But once we've sold 400,000 bottles, I'll, I'll be pretty happy. I, I, I would say that would be a, a good start. If you get 400,000, that's a good start. Uh, and the two of you guys can come down for a party at that point as well. <laughs> no problem at all. Yes, we'll have a private plane. We're coming in, actually. <laughs> oh, no, that's next week. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Adele McCaffrey, she's asked. She must. She must maybe she's, she's worried. She's an industrial espionage agent or something like that, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but she says, great, have you tested it with your target audiences? There you go. Well, I test it every day. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, yeah. lovely that's stuff. A, that's uh, the best way. I, I, I love it. I like these hard questions. Thanks for thanks for posing hard questions tonight, Adele. Uh, yeah. Target equal. Yes, well, I, I think... We all know that Irish whiskey is in a renaissance, a revival period. And if trade deals come on with the likes of America and stick and India and stick, we won't be able to keep up with demand. Yeah. Uh, we'll put it like this. Whenever I read out the statistic earlier on that Irish, Irish super premium Irish whiskey has Growing by eight thousand, eight and a half thousand percent in less than twenty years. I think I think it's safe to say that there's a a renaissance on about it. You know, well, you you do, you guys, you'll know that at one point Irish whiskey was the dominant whiskey in the states. Oh yeah, yes, was, really. we we, we actually, you know the story of what happened, don't you? No. Oh, there's lots of stories. 
So basically, prohibition came along, uh, and uh, the Chicago mob sent a guy through Canada across to Ireland to do a deal to ship stuff into Canada, and then they'd bring it across the border. And he appeared at the two major distilleries in um, Ireland, and being God-fearing brethren, they said, oh, we can't do that. We can't deal with the mob. So the guy jumped in a boat, went to Scotland, and they said, sign here. <laughs> and they there was, did. There was a few other reasons for it as well. The, the, big, he- the big heavy peated, the big heavy peated ones, if you put a bottle of, of Laphroaig into a cask of whiskey, it'll taste like Laphroaig. And that was basically they ended up doing that. And and CVS and Walgreen, if you're ever in the States, that's that's where they get made all their money. Funny enough, we actually have uh, a podcast in the can, and it's a bit spooky. Like uh, you both having tofu uh, tonight and last night. <laughs> we actually have a podcast in, in in the can that touches on this uh, about Dunville's Distillery and why Dunville's uh, missed out <clears throat> and and wound up in the end. So that, that that's actually quite spooky. That. Oh, yes. But uh, there's a question in there. Has there been a whiskey distillery in Fermanagh before? Oh, yes. I mean, well, there were, uh, you know, there were whiskey distilleries in every county in Ireland in the 1600s, And if you yeah. go way back, uh, basically, whiskey was brought to Ireland by the monks. Um, and Loch Ern, which, which were just beside, was a centre of monks. Uh, if anyone's been to Devonish Island and... Uh, Beautiful. So they, they would have distilled there in, in the 13, 1400s. Uh, well, there's a, there's a, always the rumour that uh, St. Colin Banos brought, it back, brought back distilling to Bangor. That was essentially, there's a legend that that's where he brought it to. And uh, mm-hmm. then it sort of proliferated all around Ireland from there and then went to Scotland. But I always like the story that monks used to be a lot, they only ate one meal per day. But they were allowed to drink as much as they wanted all day, <laughs> so they were all drinking beer and whiskey and stuff all day. Which probably is not the not the most healthy diet in the world, but it's maybe not the worst either. You know, I don't. No, I don't well, think... they picked it up on their travels in Europe, and but it would have been a, a grape distillation there. But then mm-hmm. when they when they came back here, they found they could make the well, they didn't have any grapes, did they? Or very few. Um, so they they <laughs> used grains, and and that's where the whiskey developed from. So the distillation of grain spirits. Yeah. So some people are <clears throat> are getting into this. Uh, Jonathan McCulloch says, uh, Connell, I hope uh, you the best with this, mate. It's a really get, great market you're targeting. Ladies and y- younger drinkers, too many old lads whiskeys on the market. Well, uh, th- 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 they're counteracting that image, and everybody knows about uh, ladies uh, enjoying uh, whiskey and uh, younger people moving away from these trendy beers. But it's the same as everything else. I know plenty of ladies who like their heavy Laphroaigs and hard bags, and I like know plenty of guys who love a, a good cocktail, such as yourself. Now, but it is it's that sort of bell curve distribution of people, you know, who uh, I mean, gin, gins come out. There were all these light, nice gins, and they were targeted specifically, mainly for for female markets. But they ended up everybody enjoyed them, you know, and it, it sort of went that that kind of way. And I think whiskey's very similar people like what they like uh but that it's that sort of youth market people in in your clubs and and the old boy sitting in a bar knows what he wants to drink you know the old guy that goes in in the of an afternoon watches a bit of horse racing and has a couple of pints of guinness and a couple of whiskeys you're never you're not really going to be yeah, you're never you're never going to change him you're never going to change him so it's it's getting that the young people who 
to, to try and move them away from drinking uh, some of the, the WKDs and this kind of stuff, you know, which is uh, just atrocious. But uh, well, yeah, we all we all started there at one point. But I my first my first drinking experience was was Clan Dew. Now, if anybody knows what Clan Dew is, it was a, a lovely mixture of Scotch whiskey and white wine, <laughs> or it was like paint stripper. <laughs> so, as you know, but thankfully, thankfully, we've moved on from that. Uh, we've got another good question from Trevor Watson. What's your price points for these uh, iterations that are coming out then? Okay, so we're we're in, we're in the upper premium brackets, not not super premium, but uh, we're probably going to be retailing around forty nine ninety nine. Okay, uh, in the shops. Which for Irish whiskey these days is, is fairly well priced. Some of them have become very expensive. Seamus um, Tobin, I see he's asking, was beer not around long before whiskey? It, it was. Beer's been around an awful lot longer than whiskey because it was beer was safer to drink than water because it, it sterilizes through the fermentation process. So, yeah, beer was around an awful lot longer than whiskey. Now, uh, somebody has said that I look like Friar Tuck. Uh, Michael Matthews says, hence Friar, <laughs> Friar Tuck. And I can prove that I am one and the same as Friar Tuck. Here we go. Look at that there. Look, do I look like Friar Tuck? <laughs> yes, I do. Do you like that one? Yeah. Can, yes. we, can, we, can we put you on a bottle? <laughs> you, you, you could me you could put me on a bottle uh my image would cost uh let me see i would charge uh 10p a bottle 10 image, a, justin's a image rates a deal could be done <laughs> just, just, all i will say justin is the idea of you going around preaching morality to people would be a very very hard sell man a very uh, hard sell Yes, I, I I would be a bit like uh, <laughs> you. What, what, what Richard Green was uh, a Robin Hood, and uh, who was Friar? I can't remember. Can't remember. We're talking an awful lot about TV shows tonight. Yeah. Now let me see. Uh, Adele McCaffrey's on. She said, "Unless unless you ask the ladies, you're embarrassing." Uh, I haven't embarrassed any ladies tonight, have I? Don't think I have. Oh, there I you hope go. Not. Hope uh, not. Uh, a, a fine blend of Scotch. Uh, uh, Whiskey and English wine. Clan Jew. Yeah. Mark Kerr knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Clan Jew. Yeah. Horrific. Uh, and there's a woman on scent. Woman do love whiskey, especially peated for me, along with potching. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Johnny uh, loves her peated. Uh, and there we go. A, a drop of bog with Adam's nectar, a drink ordered. What's that? Is that that Adam's? What What are you on about, Mark? Adam's, ne Adam's nectar's water. So... What a drop of the bog with Adam. Pete, I don't know. So uh, Pete, Pete, and, Pete, Pete and water, yeah. Pete, Pete and Pete water. water. Pete, Pete and water. That, that, the, Mark's probably stole all the fish from Loch Melvin, by the way. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, Sean McClelligan's laughing at that picture. Connor Rand's laughing at that picture of me as Friar Tuck. Uh, great price then. Uh, maybe we in Fermanagh will get a local discount. Sure, if you look out for deals, there's always deals and things in the supermarket. Yeah. Uh, that could be painful, Justin. Me and the bottle, that is. Uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark Diamond saying, guess the drink. Uh, James and Moira Dockery are saying, uh, sorry to be late to the party, chaps. Listen, don't worry. James, James you're, you're uh, more than welcome any time. You know that. And go on YouTube and uh, go on YouTube, Ari's Whiskey Review. You can catch up with, well, uh, 
to the party. Adele McCaffrey, yes, in the context of drinks preferences. Uh, no, uh, Adele, I like cocktails and I like umbrellas in them. And as some <laughs> people say, it's a ladies' drink. Uh, it isn't. I like it. No, uh, and there's a Mark Diamond saying is uh, Black Bush. Black Bush. He's talking about mm. Black Bush. He's talking about. Hey. There we go. Uh, yes. Hey, so, that's. I. I think we will uh, head on. Connell, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, my friend. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure uh, being on, and hopefully you can come down and do a live show once things um, lift. Once things open up and we're allowed freedom again. We'll, yeah. we'll, uh, on we'll the wonderful like shores Wallace. of Loch Melvin, and we can throw in some fish as well. So um, oh, I mentioned to get my live camera out. I got this lovely <laughs> live camera just before lockdown, and I've been itching to use it. I, I'm, we're, we're looking for victims the film yeah. there you go uh it's the latest ndi state-of-the-art live streaming camera we'll eventually get round to that connell thanks a lot for coming on the show tonight uh stay there for us okay okay thank you now guys remember we are doing a tasting next week and there will be the winners of the the, the samples have been notified and they should be heading out next week and they should be with you in time for the tasting next week so there we go. There's Adele. We'll give Adele the last word. She thinks we're humiliating woman. We definitely are not. No, well, as I've said, there's uh, I, lots of women love peanut whiskeys, good heavy peanut whiskeys, and, and Pochine, as Julie Mason has said. Um, and Justin likes his cocktails with his sparklers and his umbrellas and all of that kind of stuff. So it's people, horses for courses. Everybody likes what they like and good on them. Good night. Catch again. Uh, don't forget to pick up the podcast on uh, Wednesday as well. Good night. Take care.